Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite Christian talk show, Bloom the Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of season two. We are so happy to have you. If you are new here, welcome. Welcome to the Bloom family. I am your host, Donovan, and this is my sister and co-host, Ashley. How you doing? I'm great. Good, good. Glad to hear it, and we are glad to be back. We had a fun discussion last week, actually. So if you guys missed last week's episode, we talked about toxic masculinity and all that entails for us as believers and just some of the practical stuff as well, because that's such a big topic. But mm-hmm. we tackled it. We uh, we addressed it, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you didn't, the link will, the link will be in the description below. And we'd love to have you guys engage with us on that episode because I think there's a lot of different views, a lot of different experiences, and we would love to hear what you guys have to say and what you guys have been through on in your own lives when it comes to that topic. Or what you think toxic masculinity is. That is a good question. Or Yeah, we may have to do a part <laughs> two similarly to what we did before, so yes. keep an eye out for that. Um, any hoosies, we have a fun episode today, and this is actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, and that's going to be the topic of motivation. And this can go many different directions. So we're going to try and talk about a couple different aspects of motivation itself. Um, so in, for instance, what motivates us to do what we do in all aspects of life? how we get there, some of the negative motivations that we have, some of the positive ones, how we can rearrange our thinking to have proper motivation. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to get into this. So I'm going to pass it over to you because I think we're both pretty driven people for the most part. I feel like all of us siblings have that similar ambitious uh, mindset, generally speaking. We're very productive. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, and growing up in a household like that, for you, how easy was it for you to stay motivated? And what were some of those things that motivated you from a young age? Um, what was the first question? <laughs> um, the first question was, what were some of the things that motivated you from a young age? And how did you uh, stay motivated? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think some things that motivated me from a young age was, I don't know, I guess just the fact that our parents treated us like adults from a young age Mm. motivated me to act that way, (laughs) you know, to be like, all right, I'm an adult. I'm going to go out and get a job. I'm going to go out and, you know, get my license. I'm going to drive. I'm going to do this, this and that because I'm an adult, you know, and like Mm -hmm. when you're treated that way, it's like it's inspiring <laughs> to actually yeah. act like one. <laughs> um, and as far as staying motivated, um, I don't know. I think I'm just one of those people that has to have a very busy lifestyle. That's how I've yeah. always been. Like, I cannot sit still. Like, before <laughs> I was dating Nikki, I was taking five dance classes a week. And it was just like, you know what, if I'm, you know, if no one is involved in my life that I need to like be seeing right now, then I'm going to fill all my time with this thing. Like that's always how it's been. And then when I did Nikki, it was Nikki and then it was whatever, you know, housewife, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think me staying motivated is just like me as a person has to stay productive or else like I cannot function. Like I don't like downtime. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the <laughs> the common traits between motivated people is that when they do have downtime, they feel lazy. Facts. So that's one of those things that you just can't get away from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I didn't actually expect you to say the parents. That's an interesting one. But I think it's very true. Yeah. I think when you know someone has a particular standard and expectation of mm-hmm. you, uh, it definitely <laughs> pushes you to be as proactive as possible right even graduating um, early right even graduating early that time? <laughs> exactly i would say it's it's been a foundation thing for me to start so like when i was young uh homeschooling was one of those things where i kind of got to feel out exactly how productive and how ambitious i was because mm-hmm. you get to make your own schedule right like we knew we kids that. that were doing homeschool till like 10 p.m. at night just because they were taking breaks and procrastinating and like going way out and just doing crazy stuff where we were kind of just like wake up at five, knock out the school and then have the rest of the day. day. But on a more like personal note, I think one of the biggest things that pushed me was having an older brother. Mm and because my older brother is still one of the most ambitious people that i know i mean he has two different businesses that he runs just always on the go always trying to make something happen and he was one of those people that was inspiring and also uh made me want to get up and go and you know uh give it my all really and just be as competitive as possible i think that's one of those other traits it's just that competitive nature of like wanting to compete in you know wanting to compete with the best like wanting to be around the best right so i think that's one of those things from a young age so at what point did you notice where because i think inevitably there are times in our lives where the motivation that we have isn't coming from some of those more wholesome things (laughs) because i think all those things that we just talked about are very easy to get behind they make a lot of sense and i think a lot of people experience it But I think as we get older and as we go through trials, there are things that shape the way that we think and that change the way that we motivate ourselves and change our purpose and our why. And that's one of the quotes that I heard. I forget who said it, but the quote is that your why must be bigger than your what. And I think we get the what confused and the why misplaced a lot of times. So for you, what were some of those things as you got older that maybe crept into your motivational mindset that maybe weren't as either Christ-focused or not as helpful as they could be? Um, as far as not being helpful, I think that growing up as I got older, I kind of, I don't know, everyone kind of knew what they wanted to do a little bit you know like when you hit a certain age you're like this is what i want to do and everyone kind of had their thing you know mm-hmm. like you were an architect even though you're not an architect yeah. um but you were <laughs> an architect i'm a podcast architect <laughs> and Aaliyah was a writer and aj was a fitness person yeah. and i was the dancer but i i i don't know everything for me it just i never felt content in what i was doing so i kind of just felt like okay what would like What's something I can pick that sounds really good that's, like, just going to be a good thing, you know? Yeah. Like, and it wasn't, like, based off of, like, me actually, like, 
necessarily being 100% was that a cash register that. with long nails exactly i used to say i want to be a cash register because <laughs> i did not know that it was called a cashier <laughs> don't judge <laughs> i got the long nails part down and i worked out i just imagine like so. a, 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 ca- a cash register that has like cardi b's face <laughs> on it and her like really long obnoxious nails exactly. just like making re- weird ratchet we sounds do those nails like that <laughs> um <laughs> Yes, those were one of my job aspirations. But yeah, so I feel like that was one of the things was my, I just kind of felt like, okay, you got to pick something. And like, I never stuck to it. Mm. I was just flopping all over the place because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But as far as having uh, motivations that can switch, I feel like I can have that a lot now with what I'm doing now when I finally figured out what I was doing, which Mm. is social media, um, it's really easy to slip into the mindset of like followers and success and like Mm. everyone's looking at me, you know, like instead of like, okay, I'm literally a Christian blog and we're talking about God here. Like, let's keep it focused. But I think it's a really big struggle because the goal my entire life, I just want to be like an Instagram influencer, be the coolest thing ever, right? Yeah. And like now it's been able to be used as a ministry, but that other part of me is still like just Instagram influencer, like, you mm-hmm. know, like the famous kind of have followers like aspect yeah. of it. So yeah. it's really easy to kind of slip in, slip back. Like some days I'm like, I have this ministry, it's just so great. And I'm like all like godly. And then the next day I'm like, so like <laughs> we're almost to 10K. No, <laughs> like that's good. Road to 10K. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of, it's really easy to mix up your motivation and then be like, wait, why am I doing this again? Oh, wait. Yeah. Mm. For God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I get that a lot. Yeah. And I think because I started very late later on with any kind of social media presence. I mean, like I had a YouTube channel for card tricks when I was like 14, but that yes. wasn't anything serious that I like really committed to. I think for me, one of those things, almost in the reverse of what you said to begin with, with the parents. And I think this is where kind of a, a shift in my later teen years took a turn for the worse, I would say, as far as mindset wise, that is a constant struggle to redirect is because even though my older brother was uh, a source of motivation and inspiration from a young age, he did also become a source of like jealousy at the same time. Cause I felt Mm -hmm. like I wasn't up to par with where he was at. And I feel like the, and this is just my young angsty, teenager self that felt like the parents expected me to be my older brother and I kind of just like would like try and like that was my motivation of just like wanting to have my parents think of me in a certain way like AJ or like my older brother and that was one of those where you just like you're craving more so the validation of man rather than working unto the Lord and that's one of those cycles that's very easy to fall into and very easy to repeat in different kinds of situations, which has happened to me a bunch. So I think that's one of those really, and I think this may be a more common one. I don't know. You guys can definitely comment and let me know if you guys relate to this of feeling like you're inadequate and wanting to be perceived a certain way, be wanting to be perceived as, and I don't know if enough quote unquote is like the right word. Cause I never felt like my parents like 
you thought I was a failure or something. Yeah, you want to be seen as someone who's done well for themselves and like is a stand-up member in society, not just some low-life loser. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was one of those first instances where I kind of took the focus off of what really mattered, which is Christ, and placed it onto human affirmation. I don't know if you've experienced anything like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that even like what I was saying about like picking a job, it's like, oh, which one is going to be like, you know, sound really cool, you know, like Mm -hmm. saying I'm going to go to a dance school is like sounds pretty awesome. But at the same time, it was like I was always comparing myself to people and like (laughs) I wasn't half as good as those other kids because they've been there their entire life. So Mm -hmm. it was just always, you know. Like, I'm failing at the one thing that, like, I'm supposed to be good at. (laughs) So I I totally get that thinking. I think it's also hard for us because I think probably I don't even know why I didn't think of this, but our biggest motivations also probably were just the fact that we're younger siblings and you Mm -hmm. watch your older siblings doing stuff and that just grows you up because you're just, like, following them everywhere. (laughs) So I think it's hard. You definitely are always going to compare yourself to, like, your older siblings and... You know, yeah, and I think that's just a peer thing as well. Like you see people around you that you think maybe are in a better place, mm-hmm. or maybe are further along than you, and that becomes that motivation to play catch up. Right, but everyone feels that way, which is the horrible part. Is the people you're looking up to, they're like, I want to be like that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to be like somebody else. Like, you're never going to be content with where you are. There's always someone looking at you like, I wish I had that. What they were doing right now. Right, so. and. That's especially in today's day and age where it our lives have become this flex contest of like who can make the perception of the best life. And it's so easy to fall into that trap of like I need to. And I think it's just also an American culture as well of and I hate to like throw it on capitalism. (laughs) But, you know, it's it's very much of that mindset, like, you have to work 50,000 jobs to, like, make it big, and you have to, like, don't sleep, and, like, just put all your time, effort, and resources into making as much money as possible, and being as successful as you can, and then you can rest. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not what life's about. That's not what life is. And when we take that approach of using that as motivation, like, I just have to be successful, like, it it just... It ruins the way that you perceive ministry, the way you perceive your spiritual life, because you're placing so much of your uh, time and effort. Yeah, you're placing so much of your energy, all of your efforts and all the stuff that you would be putting into growing your relationship with the Lord into all these material things. Yep. It definitely takes up your time. Yeah. And I think it goes even to like a more practical level as well and i don't know if you've had any phases in your life where you're kind of like i don't know if uh like revamping your life basically you know (laughs) there are those moments where you get really low and you have to bring yourself up even on a self-improvement level maybe not even on like a monetary like i just need a new job i need to make more money but from a mental state of motivating yourself to do better and to want better and to be better for yourself Mm. i don't know if you've ever been in those states where you have to pull yourself out of that pit and what the motivation was to bring you out of that 
Yeah, because it that's something I used to do a lot is when you start to wallow, then you just start being content in like being happy for other people and like like living through other people and you're like, I'm just so depressed about my life, but I'm so happy that they're happy and successful. <laughs> like that's literally like the amount of times I've done that and like just been like, this is fine, you know? And yeah. then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you got your own life to live. Yeah, the amount of times I've done that is ridiculous. But my inspir well, my motivation for it was probably just like, I, you know, for someone who wants to stay productive and busy and it's, you know, that's my big thing. I was like, how am I going to fill this time? And I'm going to fill this time with something. And so why not actually, you know, make that <laughs> productive and make it a good thing that I'm filling my time with and get where I want to be with that time because mm -hmm. it's going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, I think we all reach that point where you're like, you can build this for yourself, you know, and like mm -hmm. everyone hits there eventually. But <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I think I haven't necessarily felt it on the level of like I'm happy for other people, but like content with like being sad. I don't know. I've been more. I've been more. Uh, I don't know if introspective is the right word, but like more focused on like my own sorrows, where it's like you just sit there and you're like, oh, I'm sad, you know. And you kind of just like sit there in that and then you get content with that that becomes a safe place of like You have those situations that you know Affected you negatively and they become almost like your security blanket of when you need to feel something you go there mm. And because you know exactly what you're gonna feel like if you dredge up those hurtful memories in your past and like that's been one of the bigger things to like for me to avoid because of certain situations for me where I've been super low and the motivation usually comes from a place of anger where it's like I'm going to bring myself out of this on my own because the people that I care about don't feel the same way about me. Anger is a great motivator, I must say. It's a horrible, horrible motivator, but it, it will get you going. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the worst. But one of the things that made me want to talk about this topic is I was listening to a podcast, and I can't remember what the podcast was, which is really annoying. It was some like clip on YouTube that came in my recommended. But they were talking about motivation, and they were talking about how so many people reach so many successful goals and get so far in life but are miserable because they got there as an angry victim mm. and because you can get yourself to do so many amazing things from the standpoint of i'm going to prove these people wrong i need to show these people mm. i'm worth this i'm going to show them why they shouldn't have given up on me and you live this whole life of achieving out of anger and you never get to reap the benefits of the hard work you put in. And I've seen that so much in my life. <laughs> I've seen that so much in my life. And even to this day where you, like, I feel like I've become a very disciplined person. And I find myself a lot of times anchoring that discipline in that anger that you feel towards situations that have happened in your life. Mm. And it's so, it can be so devastating because you don't get to enjoy your life that way. It, it just it's that weight on your chest that you use and you use it for good things quote they're unquote they're winning 
Yeah, there was. Because you're thinking about them. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing stuff. So you have all this weight on your chest and you're using it to be productive, but you're not honoring the Lord or you're not really being productive for your mental state in any way, shape, or form because it's anchored in Mm -hmm. all this unforgiveness at the end of the day you don't get to find the joy in what you're doing it's like ah this will show him you know like it's it's, yeah yeah that's relatable because i mean just being social media is horrible and great all in one it really is but like everyone has this insight into your life Mm -hmm. and so many people told me that my life was gonna suck and fail and they all like i'm like my life doesn't suck and fail and that's obvious to everybody you know yeah but like just the fact that i'm like thinking about them like i wish i never had a thought about them ever (laughs) like literally ever um and it just that's one thing i have been thinking a lot about is just like staying away from looking at who's looking at what who's liking what because I shouldn't give a care about who sees what. Like, this is what I'm putting out there because I wanted to put it out for myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding joy in my own content creation, not what other people are going to think about my content creation. Right. So, no, that totally makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, and I like what you said about, like, those people that chime into your life. And there's some of those conversations, and this is ultimately where it comes back to, like, having a heart of forgiveness and being able to let go because there are some of those conversations that you have with people that you're close with people that you love people that you care about that you'll never unhear things that are said that you'll never be able to just forget about per se that it's going to stick because there's painful experiences you go through and i know for myself it's getting to that place where you feel you feel the emotion of it but it doesn't control you and you're able to let that go to the Lord and say, you know, this situation, I'm not going to let this be the motivation because the motivation at the end of the day should be Christ living a, a life that's honoring to Christ. And all these things that we do that benefit benefit us, whether that be staying disciplined and being healthy and doing well at your job and like all these things that we associate with success and like trying to show other people up are all things that we should be doing to the glory of God. Right. And success looks so different in every circumstance in case. Success could be literally you making dinner tonight. Success is me making dinner tonight. <laughs> like, I'm like, that is the successful night. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. literally different for everyone. Success could be you sitting at home changing your baby's diaper. Like, mm-hmm. mom life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and one thing that I like to say is you're never going to be late to your own victories and your own successes. Mm-hmm. The Lord has each person on their own path. And you'll get to wherever you need to be when you need to be there. And it's just on us to be proactive and to be searching out those opportunities to put in that work and to stay motivated. And one of the other things I often think about these days is the contrast between motivation and discipline because they're not the same. And that's what I realized is I was always looking for something to stay motivated to keep me motivated and that's often where i anchored myself in the anger and the resentment and bitterness of pain but that's not where the motivation comes from it comes from discipline or the proper motivation comes from discipline because motivation is like a lifeline it goes up and it goes down it has peaks and it has valleys discipline is a flat line it's steady it just goes on the same plane and that's where you get to build the habits that's where you build the consistency and 
that's where the motivation just starts to build on top of your discipline because you have the habits. You are keeping up the good work. It's a lifestyle. It is. It really is. And it's just important that that lifestyle is anchored in the proper disciplines and the proper proper motivation, which would bring me to my next question, which would be, what are some ways that we can check ourselves? Hit the mic. What are some (laughs) ways that we can check ourselves and kind of rewire our thinking and our mindsets to stir us away from those motivations of painful past and anger or comparing or all these things that come up and shift them towards Christ? Um, A big one for me is prayer and being in my Bible because first prayer for me, like I'll pray before I put out a blog, like God help me not to care about who likes this or how many likes it gets or whatever, just put something on my heart to write about and just let it do its thing and help me not to think about it. Like that Mm -hmm. just puts me like I'm asking for his help for me to not obsess over something that I know is easy to obsess over. And then being in the Bible like is a total game changer, especially for what I do, just because the motivation for it just comes from like genuine interest and like love for like what I've heard or what I'm reading. And I want to share that like Mm -hmm. it's rooted in good intention, not just like, you know, like I'm going to write this blog just randomly and it's coming, you know, out of nowhere. I just have something good to say, you know? Yeah. Um, Because we can all sound great. That doesn't mean that it's coming (laughs) from the right place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can all sound smart, but that doesn't really mean anything. So when it's coming from like, after I get motivated from like listening to a message or something, the blogs just hit so much harder when I'm writing them because I'm just like, this is like what God wants me to say right now. So those are big ones for me. <laughs> well, you stole the first one for me. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say definitely Bible reading yeah. because ultimately when you, hold the, when you hold scripture up to your life and you read scripture, you easily start to see exactly where your motivation is coming from and why it's so wrong that it's not rooted yeah. in scripture and in Christ. Right. So that ultimately is probably the biggest thing you can do to check yourself. But on top of that, one of the things for me that has kept me going a lot lately is fellowship mm. and having conversations and really like uh, pouring your heart out and you know being open and kind of going back to an episode we did a couple weeks ago having that transparency with brothers and sisters in the church and that to me is one of the most encouraging things to reroute me back in a motivation for christ because you tell them you know what you're going through you tell them why you're doing what you're doing and if they really love you and i've had plenty of conversations with people like well you know that's great and all but you know that's a lie from the devil that you're rooting that in And hearing that from someone outside of yourself, because we already know that that's true, but hearing it from someone outside of yourself is a very surreal moment where you're like, so I'm not deceiving anybody. Dude, that happened to me. I was telling, I didn't even, I was just telling people like what I was going through, blah, blah. And one of the girls was just like, Ashley, you're bitter. Yeah. Like that's where that's coming. They're like, that's why you feel that way. Because you're bitter. I was like. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't no, argue. I was like, yeah, probably. All right. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, you can't argue because, yeah, I had a very similar situation. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. And we've had plenty of conversations before that where he, he knew enough about my situation to know exactly where I was coming from. And he was like, you're not forgiving. <laughs> yep. And I was like, 
I was like, this is not what I asked to talk to you about. This is not why you're we got together to today. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to just tell you're just supposed to tell me I'm right. But yeah, that's one of those, and that's just one of the many blessings of the brethren, is because those moments right there are just so pivotal. Because if no one does that for you, you can live a lifetime of self deception mm. and fueling yourself with the wrong fuel to do things that should be done for the glory of Christ. Right. And I'm so thankful for those conversations, for those people that are actually willing to confront you because that's a big danger is sometimes you will be talking to that friend and they just want to rant they don't want to hear the biblical and practical solution to that problem and we need to just be open and honest and accept it for what it is because more often than not we know but we just have to come to terms with it mm. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we are running a race right now, and everything in our path should be for that purpose. And so that needs to be our motivation. Like, what is bringing glory to God? How does this correlate in my relationship with God? Like, how does this mm -hmm. fit into my relationship with God? Like, all of those things should be the main focus. And you can so easily tell when it's not the case, because you're like, wait, what does this have to do with anything? Like, <laughs> Right. And you can just see that so clearly when it comes to so many facets of life, even on stuff that is made to be gone ordering, like serving at church and yep. like being in certain ministries. A lot of times the ministry becomes like, okay, well, let's see how many people notice that I'm serving and how many pats on the back I can get right. for doing the bare minimum at church. When really it should be, let me give not the bare minimum, but all of myself for no one to get to pat me on the back just because I love the body and I love Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's a super hard one for me because it's really easy to get a puffy head, especially if you are in a, a ministry that, you know, meets often and you're, you know, involved. It's very easy to be like, oh yeah, look at me. I'm super involved, super godly man over here, just, you know, serving the church right. instead of having that humility and using that because the motivation should be Christ and the church and serving the brethren and making the church an easier place to worship because of our service, not let me put myself on a pedestal and, you know, have that boasting attitude just because i'm serving mm -hmm. you know because our service means nothing if we're doing it for the wrong reason and we have the wrong motivation so just rooting yourself in that and really checking yourself you know it's super important okay. so yeah i hope you all enjoyed this conversation about motivation i know it's been something I've, that's been on my heart a lot so i just wanted to share that with you guys and i hope you guys will uh, share back and maybe list some of the things that motivated you when you were young and some of the things that maybe you went through that have motivated you to the point where you are where you're at right now and what the Lord's doing in your life. So uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to drop a like and a comment and also to subscribe because we're dropping weekly podcast episodes and you won't want to miss any of them. So we will see you all on the next one.